crime stories with Nancy Grace. Sacramento police, the hit and run happened at around 2 a.m. Sunday near the intersection of T and Alhambra. Francisco Rodriguez, who friends and family called Paco, had just installed LED lights on his bike the night of the crash. Lit up. I don't know how anybody could have not seen him on that bike. It was all red, lit up. Paco's friends and family are posting flyers around Sacramento tonight, hoping anyone with information will call the police. I want them to turn themselves in. How dare you take my son like that and hurt him and leave him there, didn't even stop to help him. How can anybody have a heart and how can they do that? Leave somebody there to die. What happened to Francisco Rodriguez? Why was he mowed down in the prime of his life right now? Family wanting answers. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Story. Straight out to Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Ellen, what happened? Francisco Rodriguez, an avid cyclist who was was always aware of safety, had his his bicycle was completely lit up, was riding at the end of the night after a a, a night cycling with a, a group of other bicyclists. And a car came and just ran him down on a road in Sacramento and left him there um, all, all alone until fortunately a good Samaritan driving past the scene saw Francisco and stopped the car and contacted emergency authorities. Um, and, and he is still in medical sedation at a hospital right now and the driver who did this to him is still out there. A bicyclist found unconscious after a brutal hit-and-run crash in Sacramento. Still sedated, still fighting for his life, breaking his family's heart. And speaking of family, joining me right now, his mom, Elisa Castellano. Elisa Castellano has been at the hospital by the side of the bed, praying, hoping for the best, and wanting answers. Elisa, thank you so much for being with us. What can you tell us about the night of the hit and run? The, the only thing that I can say is that um, I, I didn't know about it is that he was dry, riding his bike home and and he got hit. Um, I didn't find out till 30 hours later um, that he was in the hospital. And... Um, uh, it's they, all I know is that when they took him in, they took him in as John Doe, and they had to do surgery on his on his brain right away, take the skull off, you know, because he was bleeding and and swollen. We are talking about a bicyclist left on the side of the road, unconscious after a brutal hit and run crash in Sacramento today. His mom joining us, begging for information. If you know anything, please call 916-264-5471. Right now, her son, Francisco, still under sedation, still fighting for his life. He's had to have part of his skull removed to relieve swelling from a traumatic brain injury caused by a hit-and-run driver that went off about their merry way, leaving him face down unconscious early, early on a Saturday morning. And then it happens, a passing driver finds him and gets help. Two special guests joining me, Dr. Michelle Dupree, medical examiner, author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, 
Explain to me why part of his skull had to be removed to reduce swelling. The brain has no place to go in an enclosed skull. So in order to to relieve pressure from that, we need to remove part of that so that it can expand without forcing um, additional injury to the brain itself. Right now, the brother of Francisco, Jimmy, is stating that he doesn't know if he, his brother will have permanent damage, if he will die. It's very tough for the family to see Francisco like this. The two brothers were out riding their bikes until just a few hours before Francisco was hit, was mowed down by a driver. Now, the brother had finished his bike ride and was on his way home, had no idea that Francisco was lying face down on the side of the road to Ashley Wilcott, juvenile court judge, trial lawyer. You can find her at AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley, the mindset it must take to just leave a person on the side of the road face down knowing you've hit them. Yeah, there's no way to understand that, Nancy, because you know what? Even if you don't know what you hit, theoretically, let's just say they were looking down. They knew they hit something. They knew it had to be of a big size. You would think any person with any conscience would at least stop and see, was it a deer? Was it an animal? Was it a dog? God forbid it was a person. No one would not stop to see what they'd done and what had happened. Now, that's the scenario. Maybe they didn't know what they hit. The unthinkable is they might have actually run a person over on purpose. We need answers. Well, we all remember one of the most famous drunk driving cases in recent history. Listen to our friend Matt Gutman at ABC. The story of the crash begins to be told by Ethan's blood alcohol content. It comes back three times the legal limit for an adult. And that's three hours after the crash. Now understand, this is three hours of time he had for his body to clear alcohol out of his system. Speculation, what his blood alcohol was at the time of the accident is through the roof. As Ethan awakes in a hospital bed, the sun also rises over Burleson Redder Road. It is Father's Day. The next day, yeah, I find these packages where my Father's Day cards have been filled out. And my Father's Day gifts were there. But they were gone. There was no, no preparation, no time to say goodbyes or anything else. You're hearing our friends at ABC 2020 following the horrific crash by drunk driver, affluenzatine Ethan Couch. That brought a lot of headlines to drunk driving and vehicular homicides at this hour prayers go on for francisco rodriguez his mom with us right now elisa costiano elisa what are the doctors saying about your son they they don't know it's all unknown but they're saying that he can have um he might not be able to talk he might not remember nothing he might have amnesia um he might he might not be able to walk they just don't know yet they they're going to need to do an mri then we'll build it no more. But it's, I just want him to wake up. You know, it, it changed his whole life. This is one thing changed my son's life and my life. So right now they don't even know. They don't know. To Dr. Michelle Dupree joining me, medical examiner. Dr. Dupree, why can't doctors give her, the family, Elisa, any answers? Nancy, this is such a tough situation. When we have something like traumatic brain injury or TBI, 
it is a whole multitude of signs and symptoms, and it doesn't manifest itself the same way in any two people. It depends on the severity of the injury, and it depends on the part of the brain that was actually damaged. And so we just don't know. Doctors can't determine those kinds of things. When something like this happens, Dr. Dupree, typically how long do they keep the person sedated, and why do they have Francisco still sedated? Well, Nancy, one of the reasons to keep the person sedated we put them in a, a coma so that it doesn't do more brain damage, so that it will help keep that swelling down. The brain can relax. It doesn't have to work as hard. Um, and basically, it just helps them to recover much better. And basically, um, we keep them in there for as long as we need to until we're sure that that brain swelling has stopped to prevent further injury. So the longer you keep them sedated, the more time it gives their brain to heal and for the swelling to subside? Yes. Yes, that's correct, and and it helps prevent the brain from continuing to swell. You know, Dr. Dupree, uh, with me, everyone, is Francisco's mom, Elisa Castellano. I had a very, very dear family member riding a bike who was hit by a van driven by a woman with three screaming kids in the back, and um, my relative, who I love deeply, had a very similar treatment sedated for a long period of time, a shunt, which is like a tube put in the skull, for pressure on the brain to, I mean, you have to open the skull for the brain, which is swelling, to, it's like a bruise, or when you get a lump on your arm when you get hit or you run into something, it has to go somewhere, and if the brain goes up against the skull, it damages the brain, but if you open the skull up, it gives the brain a place to go, to swell up, and then subside. And by putting a shunt or a tube in, it releases that pressure. And let me just tell you, my relative is doing really well now, can walk and talk and just a miraculous recovery. And that is what I pray right now for Francisco Rodriguez his mom, Elisa, with us now. If you have information to what brute ran him down and left him face down for the Lord only knows how long, please call 916-264-5471. Repeat, 916-264-5471. Stories with Nancy Grace. He's a big teddy bear. Big teddy bear. He loves everybody. He loves to ride his bike. He loves to put all those lights on. On Monday, Elisa Castellanos got a call from the hospital that no mother ever hopes to get. And then when I walk in and I see him, oh my God, it just tore me up to see my baby like that. My son came in as a John Doe. So then when we came in, then went in there, then I seen him all in his bed. He had surgery without us even knowing he had surgery. In a statement, UC Davis Medical Center said it makes every effort to identify a patient and find their family whenever they come in without an ID. It went on to say they're sorry they weren't able to notify the family any sooner. However, Castellano says a witness who stopped to help her son told her he did have an ID which is why she can't understand why it took the hospital more than 30 hours to contact her. Well, I understand, actually, to Dr. Michelle Dupree, why they operated before they found the family, because time is of the essence when you've got swelling of the brain, Dr. Dupree. Time is of the essence, and 
the more that brain continues to swell with something not being done, the more injury and the more damage that is done to that person. To Elisa Castellano, this is Francisco's mother. The doctors aren't really telling you anything. What do you know about his condition? What do you know about the night he was mowed down by a hit and run? All I know that is is that when he was just riding home and that when they hit him, um, the the witness just told me that he was, when she found him, he was grasping for air and that he was shaking and, and she told him, don't die, don't die. Stay with me, Francisco. Stay with me. And and she just and and she just went. You know, after that, she called the hospital to find out. Please find the family. Don't let him die. Please find the family. And she kept on going to the hospital to find out to find out if if they contacted the family. And they wouldn't tell her much either. Back to Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Ellen, is there even a description of the car? Was there a traffic light surveillance camera? Anything. What can you tell me about the area, EK? Well, Nancy, we do finally have um, a big a big lead here. And it is a um, surveillance video capture um, it's a little bit grainy, but it's a but it's a, clearly a vehicle that was at the scene. It's a Nissan model. It's a white colored, probably white or silver or very light gold. It's hard to say because it's black and white surveillance um, footage. The um, rear uh, the uh, uh, mirror, driver's side mirror or the passenger side door mirror, I'm not sure which one, had fallen off the car and was left behind at the scene. And that's how authorities were able to put together the surveillance uh, video footage and um, figure out that it was that it was Nissan. So this is only just a, you know within the last day. Um, there's a lot of information being spread locally. There's there's photos, the family and authorities are spreading the photos of, of the vehicle and just asking anyone to come forward if, if they recognize that vehicle at all. Um, we know it, we, we have to we have to say with confidence at this point that whoever did this, they have to know who they are um, and they're out there. And the reality is, is that Francisco is in no shape to say anything about what happened. But that's a huge, huge clue, Ashley Wilcott. Nancy, listen, here's the thing. Yes, somebody knows something. The person who did it, somebody in the car, they know what happened. Somebody's going to come forward. This is a huge break that there was surveillance matched with the car because of the fact Amir had been knocked off. This is great news, great progress. Next step, whoever knows anything, even if they think, well, it couldn't have been this person, it couldn't have been that car, that wouldn't have happened. They need to report it because this investigation is going to find who did it eventually. Taking a listen to our friends at Fox 40 Sacramento. One rider who decked his bike out in flashing lights before hitting Sacramento streets with his cruising club. The night ended with another kind of flashing lights, the kind that signal tragedy. My son is fighting for his life right now. And to see him like that is just killing me, breaking my heart. Elisa Castellano's son, Francisco Rodriguez, has had to have part of his skull removed to relieve swelling from the traumatic brain injury a hit-and-run driver caused when they left him face down and unconscious around 2 a.m. Saturday morning. A passing driver at Alhambra and T Street found him and got him help. They have him highly sedated. Um, they're watching to make sure he doesn't get pneumonia or he doesn't have seizures. Uh, they just said it can take weeks. I don't know if he's going to wake up or not. I don't know if he's going to be permanently damaged if he's gonna die in here i don't know it's just it's my older brother and it's just tough seeing him like this joining me right now Stephen lampley 
you can find him at stephenlampley.com. Detective and, for a period of time, traffic investigator Stephen Lampley. This is a huge big deal, finding part of the car. We think it's part of the car that mowed down Francisco. Nancy, it is a huge break, and oftentimes... In my own personal experience, when we have a hit and run, there is precious little information and there are no witnesses and there's precious little to go on. Uh, paint, we're, we're relegated to paint chips and, uh, and tire marks. And in this instance, we have a photo of a car. We have part of the car, which is, which is enormous. And uh, I, I would think at this point in time, at least I would hope, that the investigators are online searching for this Nissan in the database, which you can do, you don't have to have a tag number. You can do it by making modeling color and get a list of all of these vehicles, which could be enormous, Nancy, but it's a starting point. And I would also be wanting to know, uh, I'd be wanting to enhance this photo as well. Okay, let's talk about old school, when all you have are chips of paint, and that's all you have to go on. Isn't it true that paint, if it's still the factory paint that was put on it when it was purchased, can be traced to a particular make and even model. Because, um, for instance, Chrysler versus, uh, you know, Saab versus Volkswagen, they all have unique colors. Those colors are made within their factories. And those particular paint mixtures can be traced back to not only the, the manufacturer, but the year of the make and the model. They don't use the same, let's just say, uh, Midnight Blue uh, VW, on, on, let's just say a Jetta, as opposed to a Bug. It's different. They have different colors. It's very significant. The information you can get from even a paint chip. So tell me, Stephen Lampley, former traffic investigator, how it's done with just a paint chip. Well, Nancy, you're right. What you, if you have a paint chip, typically, uh, at least in the modern and modern models, you have four layers. You have two layers of, of uh, base or primer. Then you have the color coat, and then you have the the clear coat. So, and like like you said, each manufacturer has their own pigment, their own makeup. Uh, and by simply taking that, and what they usually do is they'll go in and can clip or cut part of that paint chip, and then they can identify the layers and then go back and look into the database and see what manufacturer had that type of uh, that type of paint, what the year and make and model was. Right now, Francisco Rodriguez remains sedated, hospitalized at UC Davis Medical Center. His family hoping, praying for the best. Who ran down Francisco Rodriguez? Stories with Nancy Grace. According to Sacramento Police, the hit and run happened near the intersection of T and Alhambra. Francisco Rodriguez, who friends and family called Paco, had just installed LED lights on his bike the night of the crash. Lit up. I don't know how anybody could have not seen him on that bike. It was all red, lit up. Paco's friends and family are posting flyers around Sacramento tonight, hoping anyone with information will call the police. I want them to turn themselves in. How dare you take my son like that and hurt him and leave him there, didn't even stop to help him. 
How can anybody have a heart and how can they do that? Leave somebody there to die. How do you tell that it is a Nissan? How do you know that? What can we learn from part of a side view mirror? E.K., Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What can you tell me about the placement of the mirror? I mean, how are we connecting it back to the person that ran down Francisco? Um, from what I can gather, Nancy, it appears that they had the mirror at at the scene before they were they had the surveillance footage that had the that the grainy image of the car, which does not show the license plate. So, from what I can put together, it seems like they already had that piece of evidence, and then seeing the surveillance um, photo of the car helped them confirm what the what the model was so back to you Stephen Lampley uh at stephenlampley.com detective and former traffic investigator there are whole teams of detectives that work in theft and car id how can you look at a car at a distance and know what kind of car it is when i say each, each individual car has different attributes about it different characteristics different uh different manufacturing processes and and you can take a piece of a car and even if you don't yourself know what that car what what that car excuse me what that piece came off of there are databases that you can go to and it'll tell you it'll tell you all there's there's all kinds of databases databases on paint chips databases on tire tread uh it's just a simple matter of may not be so simple but a simple matter of going back and looking at the database and seeing what what car that came off of and when we're saying make and model what i mean by that for example toyota is a car make the model would be let's just pretend camry the make is a toyota the camry is the model the make and model the year the body style the trim all of these have implication on what kind of car it is. For instance, one year they may put trim down the side of a Camry. The next year they may change the trim. Uh, let's just say end it after the, the, the passenger door, all right, the front door. They change it every year in some minor way. So if you can enhance that grainy video, you're on the right track. Ashley Wilcott, is it making sense? It absolutely makes sense, Nancy. And do you know there's a trial that's going on right now? And in this trial, they have surveillance of a pickup truck, and it's very grainy. And all they can really tell is it's a pickup truck. But guess what? There's other pieces of evidence that they've been able to narrow down the type of pickup truck and actually match it to a potential suspect. So they have a lot compared to a lot of scenes. They have a lot to go on. I think it's a huge break. It's going to open this case wide open. And I'm confident eventually they are going to find who did this. But it needs to be sooner rather than later. Another thing, you think it's like a needle in a haystack? It's not. You've also got body styles. Uh, manufacturers might make a certain car model with several different body styles. For instance, we're saying Nissan. Let's just pretend, okay, let's say it's a 2018 Nissan. Is it a sedan? Is it a coupe? Is it a hatchback? Uh, is it a convertible? Is it a wagon? Is it an SUV? What I'm saying is, isn't this true, Stephen Lampley? It's not as wide as it sounds. Yes, I know it's a big city, but when you start with a Nissan, then you narrow it down to this color, and you narrow it down to which Nissan has that type of side mirror, okay? 
obviously, is it a Nissan truck? Is it a Nissan coupe? Is it a Nissan uh, hatchback? Then you start you start isolating the pool of those cars in the area. I mean, if they could get that much, is there a way also they could have gotten even a fragment of the tag ID? So, Stephen Lampley, explain to me how you isolate this car down. And then you, you see where the car is. Has it been wrecked? Is it out of commission? Has it been sold? You can look that up online. And bit by bit, day by day, you narrow it down. Lampley. That's right, Nancy. You go on there and, and basically, let's just say, for instance, we have a light-colored vehicle. I don't know if it's white, gray, blue, even a light red, a dark, and, and you know as well as I do at night, uh, the colors appear to be one thing and they're not because of the uh, the reception of our eyes. So let's say we have a, we have a Nissan and let's say we this looks like a so-and-so model of that car. Uh, it's probably a year range, so you go into the computer, the, com- the police department can, and get a listing of all vehicles that match those parameters. And then you go back and say, okay, which one of these, uh, this, you know, well, let's, let's, let's eliminate these, let's eliminate these, let's eliminate these, and slowly you chip away at this until you come down to a hopefully more manageable database of vehicles you can start checking on. Yeah, and we know the correct color. Because we've got that side mirror. Joining me, Francisco's mother, Elisa Costiano. Elisa, what, if anything, are police telling you about identifying the hit-and-run driver? Um, all they said is that is that they've got the mirror, and that that's all they've really said. That, that the video didn't show good coverage because it was grainy, um, blurry. They couldn't get the license plate on it. Um, all they have is the mirror. If they take the mirror down to the Nissan dealer, forget the computer, those guys and women that sell these cars every single day, it's just like me looking at a set of facts. And I go, okay, that's the theft by receiving. That's the theft by taking. That's the theft by deception. I mean, just as easy as for me to re- read a police report and tell you what the grand jury should charge with, they can look at this and go, oh, yeah, that's off a of Nissan. What is a Nissan Sentra? Is that a Nissan? Okay. And Jackie's here telling me about Nissan's, the the Nissan expert. I mean, they can look very simply at that and go, oh, yeah, that's off last year's blah, 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 Nissan Sentra. And this is um, ocean pearl color. And they had that color, you know, for two years in 17 and 18. Keep talking. Keep talking. I mean, that's their bread and butter. That's their trade. They know this. Man, I'd take that mirror straight down to the Nissan dealership and get some answers. And then another thing, think about it, uh, Ashley Wilcott. I would start as at the location where the incident happened, and I'd go out maybe five blocks, and I'd find, if I could, as best as I could, every Nissan, let's just say a Nissan Sentra, okay? Nissan Sentra owner within those blocks then move out and yes i know they could have resold it i know that but you have to start somewhere that's where i would start ashley oh agree completely and not only that but think about this it's missing a mirror and who knows if they're going to go get it fixed or not but they may not so it's important not only in starting in that inner circle search remember this was 2 a.m so there's a good chance whoever was on the road at 2 a.m might have been close to their home or wherever they were going and parking the car so you need to start with that circumference then expand your search you need to look for this type of nissan you need to look for one that's missing a mirror and you need to canvas and ask people if not only 
only do they know of anyone drives this type of car, but this type of car or a car that's missing a specific mirror because that's another clue. Yeah, and when you get your mirror, your side mirror totally whacked off, it takes a minute. I'm talking about weeks, days or weeks before you can get that part in. Then you got to take it and get it fixed. Right now, everybody, a mother is begging for help to identify a hit-and-run driver who leaves her son, her boy, seriously injured. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. She was about to turn 21 and had just gotten a new job at Sentinella Hospital. Now the family of Jennifer Lopez wants the driver who took her life to do the right thing. Turn yourself in because regardless what it is, it's going to take you wherever you go. You killed a person. This surveillance video shows the moment of impact. A Mitsubishi slamming into Lopez's Nissan at the corner of Alondra Boulevard and Bullis around 9 last night. I saw the guy um, get out to the truck and run away. Catalina Tapia told us she witnessed the crash from her home, her own car badly damaged, the stop sign next to it showing the force of the collision. We watched surveillance video from two different angles. Both appear to show the driver run the stop sign at high speed. When first responders arrived, she was declared dead at the scene. Her cousin calls her a quiet person who kept to herself and who was very nice. If you know, if you're watching this, let us go to the police station because you left a mother and a family. You are hearing our friend Ted Chen at NBC4 LA and another family begging for answers after a hit and run takes off leaving a young mother dead. In this case, Francisco Rodriguez is still in the hospital under heavy sedation. The hospital doctors keeping him under sedation to hopefully allow his brain trauma to heal. And joining me, his mother, Elisa Castellano, begging for that person to come forward, that person that mowed down her son, her boy. If you have information, please call Sacramento Police, 916-264-5471. Now, according to police, this incident occurred at Alhambra Boulevard. A Nissan-type vehicle fled the scene immediately after. To Elisa Castellano, this is Francisco's mother. What did it do to you? What did you feel? What did you think when you first heard? And how did you hear Francisco had been injured? They they got a hold of my son, um, Jimmy, and he called me and said, Mom, call the hospital. And then when I called the hospital, they, they just said that. They couldn't tell me anything because he's John Doe and I'd have to go and claim him. And so immediately my heart just, it just, Oh my God, it just, it was a nightmare. It's still a nightmare. That yeah. so when I went over there and I seen them all machined up and stuff, it just, just killed me. It just, it's, it's changed everything, my whole life, my son's life. And to see him laid in that bed, not waking up, it's just breaking my heart. I'm just, I'm trying to hold it together. And um, to see him there and I want him just to wake up. And he's not waking up and it just I just I want him to be okay. I want him to to wake up and be able to talk and, and be able to do everything he does. 
every day it just it just kills me I'm, I'm, I cry you know and he had a video he made a video for me on my birthday and I play that over and over and over because um, he, he loves me dearly you know and and I just listen to that video day and night want him to wake up he, he made it two weeks before this accident with me is Francisco's mother Elisa Castellano begging for answers to Dr. Michelle Dupree, medical examiner and author. Dr. Dupree, recoveries do happen. The fact that he is still sedated, they are keeping him sedated to give his body a chance to heal. What does that mean? Why are they doing it, doctor? Nancy, they're doing that to, to give the body time to rest. And absolutely, there is chances for recovery. Um, it's really a more of a functional recovery because the functions of the brain are what are usually impacted in these kinds of cases. And so we see recovery all the time, but it is uncertain. We just don't know at this point in time. We are talking about a hit and run where Francisco Rodriguez is left by the side of the road face down. Stephen Lampley, detective, traffic investigator, or StephenLampley.com. I've often wondered the, the frame of mind, and, and I've covered and investigated so many hit and runs, what, what mentality that is to just leave someone on the side of the road. I mean, I, I wouldn't even do that to an animal, much less a human with a mom, with a Lisa, you know, somewhere wondering, where is my boy? I mean, You've dealt with this so many times, Stephen. What have you observed in hit-and-run defendants? Well, they say they don't, obviously they don't care. It's all about them, and it's almost a psychopathic mentality. Not every time, but you've got people that, uh, that are going to perhaps violate the law. This, this person could have been a DUI, could have been on drugs, uh, may have had warrants. Uh, this car may have been stolen. Who knows what the circumstances, but it's all about them, and they, they don't care who they have to hurt in order to get away. To Ashley Wilcott, uh, judge, lawyer, you can see her, AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley, the frame of mind, to me, is someone that can detach themselves from what they've done. Yes, and so let me suggest this. Number one, if they were intoxicated or impaired, I think by now they would have come forward and said, uh-oh, I think they would have turned themselves in. Otherwise, I think it's exactly what you said. It's somebody who detached, removed themselves from it, in denial, can't believe it, and aren't coming forward. And I cannot understand that mentality either. But then again, as rational people, we don't always understand the mentality of criminals. At this point, whoever did this is a criminal. They need to come forward. The Sacramento Police Department says there is a reward of at least $1,000 for any information there is a GoFundMe set up. Help Francisco Paco with recovery. I'm looking at it right now. He is still unconscious. He was mowed down by an unknown person in what we think is a Nissan, a hit and run on a Saturday, left lying on the side of the road face down. Severe injuries. The family is asking for help in identifying who did this. He had his very first surgery to reduce pressure on his brain to allow healing. What we know right now, the police are looking for a particular color of a Nissan missing 
a side mirror. Police number 916-808-0620. Repeat, 916-808-0620. Back to Francisco's mother, Elisa. I'm trying to figure out from what you're telling me exactly how much progress police have made in finding this person. I got a very strong feeling that they were drunk driving. That's what the the police officer, the detective, mentioned, that I really haven't really talked to them much. Um, it was hard for them to get a hold of them, first of all. And um, I have a niece that is dealing with him, um, but we haven't heard anything else on that. You know, I'm looking at his bike. Like you told me, when you say it was lit up, Jackie, have you seen this bike? It's really lit up. I mean, both wheels are completely lit. It looks like with red lights. The body of the bike is lit. The um, everything, Basically, every part of the bike is lit up. It's like crazy lights on here. How could you not see it? Now I know what you mean, Elisa. Yeah. It's, he lit it up because... You know, here in Sacramento, we do second Saturday bike rides, and every weekend they have bike rides, and it's all about decking up your bikes with all these lights, you know, to be safe at night. And um, so he just he got all those that day and put them all on there that day. Her son came into the hospital as a, quote, John Doe. They had no idea who he was, no idea who his family is, and today his mother begging for answers. To Francisco's mother, Elisa Castellano. What is your message to the person that mowed down Francisco? Please turn yourself in. Please turn yourself in. Do the right thing. You need to do the right thing. Turn yourself in because we need to find out who did this. We need to find out who did this. You need to turn yourself in. There again is a GoFundMe right now to help Francisco Rodriguez and his mother. Also, lift up your prayers for his recovery. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend.